Hello, and welcome to the Magnetically You podcast. I'm your host, Madison Zerdyke. I'm a mindset and energy coach here to help you feel your freaking best and manifest a life full of magic, miracles, and abundance. I know that whatever led you here did not happen by coincidence. So I am so excited and grateful to have you here. So let's let the magic begin. Hi, and welcome back to the Magnetically You podcast. I have Ellie May here today. She is a business coach and I found her on Instagram and we are just so in alignment on all things like just fun and flowy and freedom and doing it your fucking way in your business. And I'm so excited to have her here and have this conversation. I think you guys are really going to vibe with her. So welcome, Ellie. I'm so happy to have you here. Yay. Thank you so much. And I feel like, yes, we're like on the same page with so many things. So I'm, I'm really excited for this conversation. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about like what, what you do. Yeah. So um, like you said, I'm a business coach or business mentor and primarily I help women in business. So usually online service providers or coaches to essentially work a lot less and make a lot more money. Um, which I mean, who doesn't want that? Right. So yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love it. I essentially help a lot more women to have a lot more time freedom, have a lot more financial freedom, because I mean, I don't know about you, but that's literally why I started my business was to be able to obviously have the impact that I want to have. Um, but if we're like talking real facts here, it's like, I also just want to have a lot more freedom in my life. Yeah. And you know, entrepreneurship is one of those things that, um, allows us to do that. I mean, it's obviously hard work. There's a lot we have to do in it, but, um, yeah, there's, there's so much in entrepreneurship that I love around the freedom of of time and financials. So, and of course, emotional freedom, but, um, I just love helping people like just chill out and live their life and love their life and make money and help their clients achieve incredible things at the same time, because I believe we get to have both. So that's, that's my favorite thing to, to help my clients with. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And it's like, we, it's literally available to us to get paid, to live our best life. (laughs) Exactly. And when I am, when I'm really allowing myself to truly live in alignment with like what feels the best for me, it's like, I make the most money with the least amount of like effort, struggle, stress, time, any of that, because Uh I, I believe we're all like inherently magnetic to Mm. the people, places, things, opportunities, but essentially our, our clients that we're meant to work with when we're truly living in alignment with our authentic self. Like it just, it gets to be that way if we're willing to live in alignment with our authentic self, which I think yeah. we're so conditioned out of. And that can be like where mm. so much of the quote work lies. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's the thing is there's a lot of people that are willing to do it and they are the ones that have success with attracting the clients and the money and the sales and the time freedom, financial freedom. But, you know, and this is just the truth. There's a lot of people that aren't willing to do the work And a lot of the time, the work is the mindset stuff. It is being willing to like shift your mindset and embody a new energy and be a different person and make better decisions. Like it's not always just strategy in business. And like, I know Mm -hmm. you know this, but like there's so many people that still think it's just strategy. I'm like, it's not just strategy. Like that is such a crucial part, but it's not everything. Like, so 
yeah, I, I do think it is one one part of, of being magnetic is, well, it's a huge part of being magnetic. So, mm. yeah. And I feel like any strategy can work for you with your, I don't know, like alignment mindset energy backing mm. it basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. So good. I'm, I'm already loving this conversation. So how did you get into entrepreneurship? And if you want to share, yeah, however much or a little of your story mm. of like how, how life has unfolded for you. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, I was pretty young when I got into the world of entrepreneurship. So um, during high school, around the age of 15, I was, well, actually early, probably 13, 14, I became obsessed with photography and when I was 15, I started my own little photography business on the side. I shouldn't call it little because I did a fair bit of photography. Um, but during high school and um, after high school up until I was 21, so for about six or seven years, I did photography on the side as I was at high school. And then as I was working day jobs, I never went to university or college or anything. It just wasn't my vibe. Um, so, yeah, I did photography. I photographed like weddings. I did like 10 weddings. I did engagement photo shoots. I did boudoir there at one point, which is like sexy lingerie and stuff, which was really cool. Um, and I just had a great time doing it. But I got to the point where when I was about 21, I just felt this um, intuitive nudge that like this just isn't it. It felt like my passion for photography had kind of like dwindled away when I'd got so caught up in like the businessy side of things. And I just had no structure behind the scenes with like client payments and boundaries and just random shit like that, that nowadays, like, I just feel like I'm an absolute queen at, and I'm like, I love boundaries. I'm like, let's talk about that forever. Um, but yeah, back then I was like, no, this is not it. So around 21, I kind of let go of the photography and decided it would just be more of a, a fun thing for me. And I have not done it professionally since people sometimes message me. They're like, Hey, do you still do it? I'm like, Nope, I don't do it. I don't do it. I don't want it. Um, but, and then essentially just working in day jobs, um, later on, I, uh, was actually working somewhere where one of the girls that I was working with was like obsessed with beauty, like obsessed with it. Like every day she had like new packages coming in the mail for like skincare and like hair care and makeup and, through her obsession, I somehow got caught up in it and I got obsessed. So then I was like, you know what? I see all these people that are like beauty bloggers. Let me start a beauty blog. So long story short, I started a beauty blog. Uh, well, actually I started a lifestyle blog and that sucked because I don't do anything with my life. <laughs> so I changed it to a beauty blog. Um, I grew my Instagram to around 18,000 followers. I worked with some really cool brands like Nas and Bobby Brown and Mecca and stuff like that, which was super fun. Went to some events. Um, and, and I had a really good time, but I got to the point where a couple of years in kind of like the photography, I was like, damn it, I've lost my like spark for this. And it just around that time, actually, it started to feel more like ah, this just isn't it. Like I want to help people with more than like what foundation to choose and what mascara is the best and all that type of stuff. So I had this, this feeling of like, I, I want to make a big impact. So around that time, I noticed that a lot of people who were following me on Instagram and uh, were reading my blog posts were actually not asking me for tips on makeup and skincare. They were asking me for tips on like, how did you grow your blog and how did you get sponsored posts with like big brands and how did you do all this? So I started blogging about blogging and social media. And then the end of 2017, this is so early 2018, I um, hired my first coach to basically help me turn my blog into a business Within a couple of months of working with her, I got my first client 
and then uh, as an Instagram manager and Pinterest manager. And then within a couple of months of my first client, I was basically fully booked and went full-time business. So the journey of like becoming a social media manager, getting my first client and then going full-time was a couple of months. Um, Did that for the rest of 2018. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, And then early 2019, I was like, kind of similar feeling I was like I like doing people's social media but this isn't the impact I want to make like I just went full-time in business super quick in terms of first client to fully booked full-time I want to help more people do this like everyone needs to quit their jobs everyone needs to work for themselves like I just wear pajama (laughs) pants every day and I was mind blown at the fact that like people wanted to work with me even though I was like at home in my office like or on the couch so I um that's when I got into coaching was early 2019 and yeah, basically since then, I'm just like, this is what I do. This is what I live and breathe. And I, I don't see myself doing anything else since. Um, I just love it. I love the impact that I get to to make. And I love that I get to kind of bring everything that I did in the past into now, like the beauty stuff, like the, um, the influencer stuff, the blogging stuff, social media, but even, you know, just the photography side of things, because it's all, it all helps me with my coaching business. So that's the long version. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love it. So what got you so passionate about doing it in a really fun, like flowy, feel good way? Was there a time where you were not like operating from that, that kind of like spurred you into being like, okay, well, it's time to learn how to do this with more Uh ease. I feel like I've always been the person that's been like, okay, is there an easy way to do this? Is there like a quicker way to do this that like, Obviously, I don't want to do it a quicker way if it's going to decrease the quality of doing the job. Like I'm always one to get the job done 110%, but I'm always the one that's like, can we do this quicker? Why are we wasting time on this? Um, And that was even at day jobs, you know? So my bosses would always be like, how are you finished work so early? I'm like, I just got here. I got all my jobs done. Like, what else do you want me to do? Because I'm so efficient. So I've always kind of been that person anyway. I don't really like to waste time. So it was really funny when I first went full-time in business. I think a lot of people do this. I recreated my day job and I was like, all right, Mm. I'm going to get up at eight and I'm going to start working by nine. And then I'm going to have half an hour or an hour for lunch. And then I'm going to finish at five. And I think it's really common for a lot of people to do that. I have a lot of clients that come to me and they're like, I'm working nine to five. I'm like, well, don't recreate your day job. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) It's so so many people do it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I did that. Um, And... (laughs) Yeah, I did that when I first went full time. And then I don't know, I just think along the way, like there was no really like pivotal moment where it was like, that was the moment when I realized. But over time, I was just like, oh, I don't really need to work this many hours. Um, I can get my work done in a shorter amount of time. If there was a pivotal moment, it was my um, my partner uh, at the time, or he's my fiance now, he like basically had an awful accident with his hand. He's still got all his fingers, thank God but it was really bad and he had to get surgery and he couldn't, he had his arm in a cast for a couple of weeks and he couldn't do anything himself. Like I had to dress him, like I had to help him with heaps of stuff. So at that time um, I kind of had to put a lot of my business stuff on hold to help him. Mm. And so it may be around that time. Maybe that's when I kind of realized, Oh shit, like I'm still getting all my work done and I'm only working maybe like half, if not a third of the amount of time. Cause I'm obviously helping dry my partner. Um, and so since then, I'm just like, I don't want to work as much as what I thought I had to, I can still get it all done. 
but also like who doesn't want to have fun in business I think you know sometimes we get so tied up in the admin stuff and the everyday stuff and just all those like nitty gritty tasks and I'm just like you know what if I can if I can pay someone else to do this thing someone else can do it and like that's their zone of genius they can help me I'm going to outsource it. I'm going to have someone support me um and they can do those things that need to be done and if it's something on my to-do list that's like I don't know. I can't think of anything because I always just do things that need to be done. But if there's something on my to-do list that I'm just writing on there because I think I need to do it, but I don't really, it's just like practicing the mindset work and the embodiment of that doesn't need to be done. Don't do it. Cross it off. Get rid of it. There's too many people fill their days with just shit. <laughs> like with just Definitely. fluff. Do you know what we I just mean? Like, like make up just... stuff that we like think we have to do. I like can't believe yeah. all what all the things I used to do in my business. I'm like, what? What am I doing? Like, like what oh are people God. doing? Like, how do people work like a hundred hours a week? Like, how do people work fifty hours a week? Like, I don't get it because I don't do it. But I mean, everyone has their own their own business style and what works for them. So I'm not dissing anyone who wants to work a lot. But I just I couldn't fill you know, 12 hours a day with work, I couldn't possibly think of what to do. I'd get to like four hours and be like, I'm maxed out. Unless it was client calls, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I used to. And now I'm just like, I just feel like I like float around and do whatever I want, which like sounds yeah. so fluffy, but like, it's true. But like, I, yeah. I get it. Cause I used to be that person who'd make up all kinds of shit. Like I'd be fixing the colors on my website. I'd rewrite yes. the copy on my website 24 yep. seven, just like constant, like yeah. obsessive, like tweaking energy Same. on all yep. the things. And yep. just like, Oh, I'm like, I don't even, I'm like, I literally don't even know what I did, but there was a time where I was doing all kinds of stuff that was just right. And you get to the oh end of the gosh. day and you're like, what did I even do today? Yes. Like what? Oh, I changed a button color on my website that I had to like find 45. I remember this one time I wanted a button in my menu on my website and it didn't come with my like theme for my website. And I spent like days, no <laughs> shit, days Googling it, trying to find like the HTML code and like how to implement the HTML. It was ridiculous. That's a great time waster. That's it. That's a great waste of your time. I'm like, I'd rather be like, outside in the garden or like playing video games or like napping rather than, you know, trying to find the right code for a button. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. what are the, what are the things that you give your time to in your business that are important for your business and your growth? Like what are those like key things that you focus on? That's a really good question. And that's a, I mean, you've obviously got a really great mindset, but I think that's a question that more people need to be asking is like, Mm. what are you focusing your time on? Um, for me, it's like content every day. So I show up on Instagram stories every single day, no matter what Instagram stories is how I connect with my audience. It's how I let people into my life. It's how I build trust. It's all the things. And also I just love Instagram stories. So why not? Um, so content is a big focus for me as well as, um, selling. So content and selling and mindset work, are, I would say three non-negotiables for me. And of course I check in with my clients every day as well. Um, only take on a small amount of private clients, but I do check in with them every day, Monday through Friday. So for me, an average day would look like checking in with clients, doing my mindset work, creating content. So Instagram stories is a given, but like maybe it's a piece of uh, content for my Instagram feed or it's recording a podcast episode or something like that, something to grow my audience, something to nurture my audience and then selling. So essentially pretty much probably every day for the last, I don't know, 
year or so, I've probably sold something every single day. And I don't count the weekends because I'm present with my fiance on the weekends and we're renovating a house and planning a wedding and all the life things. So that's, they're my main focuses is those four things I would say is clients, content, selling, and mindset. Because I think those things at the core of it are really the foundations of business and growing a business. And, you know, clients is a huge part of that because you want to nurture your clients and give them the experience that, you know, they invested in and that they're, they're here for. So that's a really big focus for me. But if it's something like uh, a minuscule task or see even something such as with my podcast, I record the podcast, but I have a podcast manager and she does the rest for me. And so it's, it's just something simple like that. And I know a lot of people have this misconception or this like a uh, belief that I would say limits them where it's like, well, I can't afford one. It's like, start where you're at, like start where you're at, start with what you can afford. Um, because having someone that can do those tasks gives you so much more time to focus on the things that my rule is are making you money or moving your business forward. It's like, if it's not making you money or moving your business forward, why are you working on it? So for yeah. me, content, selling, uh, clients and mindset work, they all make me money and they all move my business forward. So that's why they're my foundations. Oh, so good. Love that. I love all of that. What would you say is your like content? Do you have like a, a specific like process around content or even like mindset around the type of content that you're creating? Yeah. Yeah, I would that say specifically, it's specifically, more... I feel like that the kind of content that like draws in those mm. soulmate clients. Yeah. Ready yeah. to like invest with you. Yeah. And I think um, there's a big difference between content for the sake of content and intentional content that actually draws mm-hmm. in those clients. So um, great question. So I think the thing is with content is back in the day, if we're like still comparing like back then versus now. Um, I think a lot of the content I created was very much like tips, tricks, tutorials, like lots of how-to stuff. And I still do a lot of how-to stuff, especially on the podcast. It's a longer form content. It's very much like this, 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 like list type stuff. Um, However, like I will say a lot of my content has shifted from just teaching people how to do things And I actually, if I look back, probably overwhelmed people with the amount of like how to advice. It's like, shit, I can't even keep up because like yesterday you taught me how to do this thing. Now you're trying to teach me how to do this thing. And so over time, you know, I realized that people actually don't just want to learn how to do things. Like they want to know why I did things and Mm -hmm. what was going through my mind. What was my thought process? And they want to know that I'm just like them and that I'm relatable. And this is all a part of, the strategy behind, uh, you know, what we call attraction marketing, which is where you're magnetizing your dream clients. That's where you're like bringing them in, pulling them in, attracting them in. And it's, it's all done through a variety of those different things. So educating them is obviously it's a part of it, but there's also the storytelling. There's also the relatable content. There's also the vulnerable content, the polarizing content that shows like, this is what I stand for. And this is what I'm against. Like those are the intentional pieces. That's just a couple of them, but they're just some of the intentional pieces of content you can create that allows you to draw in those clients that are aligned with you, are aligned with your values, are aligned with the types of people that you want to bring in. So it's like strategically there's that element, but then I think there's a huge part of it that some people forget about or some people don't even realize is there. 
And that's the embodiment part of it. And a huge part of attracting in dream clients who love you, love your content, want to binge your content, are ready to like pay in full or go on a payment plan and pay on time. Like if you're wanting to attract those people, you've got to be that person first. Like you've Mm -hmm. got to be in integrity with what you want to call in. And I know, um, you know, manifestation wise, it's like, well, you've got to be vibrating at the same frequency, obviously, but it's like, also let's just be real. Like if you are not in integrity with what you want to call in, it's like, you can't like, it's, it's almost hypocritical to me. You know what I mean? Saying yeah. like, I want my clients to pay me on time, but then you're behind on every single payment to your coach and your team members and your rent and your phone bill and all those things. It's like, you've got to, you've got to be an embodiment of what you want to call in. So same goes with, um, with clients is you can have the strategy, you can create the really good content, but a huge part of it is also being that person as well, which is, like I said, something that I think people just hear and it just goes in one ear and out the other. I'm like, when you realize it and when you embody it, come back to me because your life will change. You'll be attracting clients left, right and center. Yeah. 100%. There's such a difference between like knowing, like I know what to do or, and versus like I'm being like, that's Mm. who I am. So how can, how would you like, how do you help your clients, I guess, shift into that embodiment and really embodying their work and being their own best clients so that it's that natural kind of attraction. I think it really, the easiest way to do it, um, if I was to really simplify and for anyone listening, if you're like, oh shit, I need to, I need to do this. The easiest way for me to communicate to my clients is when you think about who your ideal client is and the person that you want to serve, the person that you want to support, you know, who that soulmate dream, soulmate dream client is like, think about that person and write down everything you know about them. So it might be just, you know, in a journal on a piece of paper, digital, whatever, but write down everything you know about them. Like what are their desires? What are they struggling with? And like, what type of person are they? And when I say what type of person are they, I mean, like, are they loud? Are they outspoken? Are they um, a person of their word? Do they go back on their commitments? Are they dedicated? Are they resilient? Mm. Are they empowered? Are they disempowered? Like there's a difference there, you know, in clients. It's like, are you attracting disempowered or empowered clients? So you've got to think about the type of person that they are. Cause a lot of people, when they think about like, identify your dream client, they're like, mm she's 30 years of age and she has two kids and she makes this much. It's like, that shit does not matter. Like it does oh, not thank matter. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't I think matter it's just so permission granting for people. I've had so many clients come to oh. me where they're just like stewing about who their ideal client is. I'm like, I have no fucking clue who my ideal client avatar is. And yet like yep. I have a full uh-huh. practice of like clients and my business is doing great. So it's like, yeah, we can like let go of like, yeah, the pressure to like have it so perfect. But I think what you're saying more so is it's like declaring the type of person you're available yeah. for so that yep. it's clear for you. It's clear in your energy. And then because you know, that's who it is. That's who then you're speaking to naturally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like really let go of the the typical like age, gender, location, hobbies, interests. Like <laughs> I think that shit is so like 2000 and maybe like 16, 17, like that's like, that's in the past. Like forget about that. Really strategically, <laughs> all that matters is like their desires. So what are their goals, their struggles, what's stopping them from achieving it or like where are they at currently and, um, and what type of person they are. But like in the sense of embodiment, the 
type of person that they are is really important. So when you write it down and when you go, okay, they're really empowered, they pay on time, they um, do whatever it takes, they're resilient, they believe in themselves, they're empowered, blah, 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 blah. The best thing you can do is go through that list and be like, am I paying on time? Am I empowered? Do I believe in myself? Would I invest in my own coaching? Like that's a huge part of it is, is as a coach or as a service provider, if you wouldn't invest in your own thing, if you don't believe in your own thing, whether it's a masterclass, coaching, a service, a package, whatever, you can't expect other people to. You've got to yeah. be like, I would absolutely, like this is so no brainer. This is so freaking good. People are crazy to not be in this. Like mm-hmm. that's my vibe behind everything I offer is like people are nuts not to be in this. It is so good. It is going to blow their minds. And I think that's a huge part of of attracting in those people as well. It's like, Mm -hmm. go through that list, make sure that you're an integrity and an embodiment of each of those things and have that, that level of of self-trust and self-confidence where it's like, I'm such a great coach. And it sounds, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, I feel so cocky saying this, but I think that's just a part of the self-love journey is being, being okay with like declaring, like, I am really good at what I do and I'm an amazing coach and I am proud of myself and you know how it goes, all the things, because even that is a huge part of uh, being able to attract in those, those aligned clients. Cause you can't attract in someone who has full confidence in you if you don't have the confidence in you. So it's like, it, it all starts mm. with self, really. Everything starts with self. It's like, am I feeling confident in myself? Do I believe in myself? Am I investing in myself? Am I believing in myself? And then from there, when it's like, yeah, I actually am, then you know that you're in, in, in integrity and you're in alignment yeah. and you're in embodiment. And then that's when the clients can begin to flow in integrity. So, yes, yeah. So good. What helped you build such a solid belief in like, I, I forget exactly what you said, but like my shit's good. Like you want it <laughs> kind of vibe. Like what yeah. helped you build that level of belief in yourself and, and in your offers? Yeah. Um, another really good question. I feel like in the early stages, it was really like, I had, like, I had to, I had to believe it. And there wasn't enough, like there wasn't much proof back then, you know, like very early on in business, I think a lot of people like, well, I can't really believe that because I don't have the testimonials or I don't have lots of client results or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think that the testimonials and the client results are great and they do help with being like, yeah, my shit's good. Like, look at my client results or like, look at this feedback from this client or, you know, it's easy to look at the actual proof of it, but I think it's just, you've got to have the mindset of, and this is just a part of entrepreneurship of, I am good at this and I do believe in myself from the get-go because I think entrepreneurship is going to be a very hard road if you don't have even an inch of that like you've got to have a bit of self-belief before you go into entrepreneurship or you're going to end up straight back in a day job which unfortunately you know does happen for a lot of people but I think because of that everyone starts with that little bit of self-belief from there it was just like if I don't believe in my shit if I don't think that I'm like good enough this is going to be really hard for me to get through business and so of course having Um, having that mindset but then also a huge part of it is having support so Mm -hmm. for me it was like having a coach like I've always had a coach I've always had a mentor whether it be uh, like private one-on-one coaching or like a high-level mastermind like you know I'm in Taylor's mastermind 
and having a coach who can hold me to a high standard and Mm. be there to support me and remind me of how amazing I am when I do have those moments where I'm like, I suck. I like, I'm so shit at this and no one's going to join. Cause I think we all Mm. have those moments and not everyone wants to admit it, but we do, we all have them still to this day. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, no one wants this. (laughs) Taylor's like, shut up. Yes, they do. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? Like you've got to, I think you've got to have that level of self-belief before you ask someone else to, because no one can believe in you like you believe in yourself. Um, So that's really important. But having support has been something that's helped me a lot with building that, um, you know, unwavering faith in myself and, and that, that level of self-confidence where I'm like, yeah, my shit is good. And then along the way, I just think it's, it's like a snowball. It's like the more you push it and like the more that you like grow it or even, you know, like a, a flower, the more you water it and you fertilize it and you prune it and you take care of it, like the more it grows. So it's like the more that you see proof of like, I am good at this. And that person said that this piece of content helped her. And and this person messaged me about this podcast episode and this client got a great result. Like the more you start to look for proof that you are really good at what you do, it just like, it's like, it gets firmer and firmer or the flower gets bigger and bigger or the snowball gets bigger and bigger. It's like, it just builds on itself. And that's, that's the beauty of momentum, I guess. Um, so it's like, I think it's one of those things where it wasn't overnight and, you know, you hear about like overnight success. It's like that. It's like overnight success is really, you know, months or years of me practicing, looking for proof that I am really good at what I do and me telling myself that I'm really good at what I do, even when there is no proof and I'm like having a mental breakdown. So yeah. So good. I love the words you said, like practice looking for proof, like the words that Mm -hmm. kind of came up as you're saying, it's just like collect it all and claim it all because it's so easy to be like, Oh, that client got the result, but like, Oh, but like, that was just like lucky or a fluke or whatever. And it's like, you've got to fucking own it and claim it and receive it. Right. Like open Uh up to receiving the like magic that you've helped people to create. And I think that's such a great way of looking at it, like practice, looking for proof, because it's like, you know, I think so often with like goals and business, we, there is all of these amazing, like little things starting to happen and like pop up and we just write them off as like, oh, the big thing didn't happen yet. Therefore like doesn't count, not good enough. It's not Uh working. And it's like, when you plant like a basil plant, it's like, actually this is even a better analogy so I was reading this we have this plant book in our apartment about plants and I like started looking at it one day and I read this thing about how if you want to propagate a fiddle leaf fig where you basically take a leaf off the tree put it in water and then it mm-hmm. turns into another fiddle leaf fig but the thing is it takes eight weeks for the leaf to even grow roots to tell you that the propagating has began. And it's Uh like, what we do is instead of knowing that we put it in the water, it's a fiddly fig. It will propagate. It will turn into a plant. We rip it out and we're like, where are the roots? Why isn't it working? Oh my gosh, the water. Oh, I've got to change the water. Oh, I have to change the plant. Oh, and it's like, Uh we've got to like, stop messing with the seeds so much uh-huh. and yeah. choose to know that if we don't see the roots yet, they're coming. And then when a tiny, tiny, tiny root comes, we've got to be like, yes, it's yes. working and uh-huh. like own it rather yeah. than like waiting for the entire fiddle leaf fig tree before yeah. you believe that a fiddle leaf fig tree is coming exactly. and enjoying the process. 
Uh-huh. And it's so true. And, and I think that's the, um, that's the thing that I had to learn in business and everyone has to learn in business. And it's just a part of the journey. And I have to it's learn like, it over and over and over oh, again. Yes. Right. Like same, same. Yes. Like absolutely. But it's like, that's just a part of the, yeah. that's just a part of the process. And that's a part of entrepreneurship that I didn't expect when I went into business, I was like, I'm just going to like post shit and people are going to buy it. And it's like, yeah, but like, there's so much else that goes into it. And, and this is a big part of it is finding the proof and finding the evidence. And like, I always say, like, put on your bloody detective coat and your little hat and like, you know, get out your magnifying glass and be like, right, what proof can I find? And, you know, that's something that Taylor and I talk about all the time is that she's like, find proof, find proof, because the more those little things that you can find and like you said, claim them, like acknowledge them, bring light to them and be like, this person said this post was amazing. This post just got X amount of shares, you know, a podcast episode has been like high ranked or whatever, like finding those little things rather than just being like, oh, I haven't had a 10K month or a 30K month yet. It's like people look at that as the identifier of quote unquote success. And like, when I get there, then I'll celebrate. Or if it's clients, right? Like, oh, I'm in a launch right now. I want 10 people to join this program. And I've only got three. It's like, do you find the issue in what you just said? You're like, I've only got three people. I'm like three human beings have said, I believe in you. I trust you. I connect with you. I relate to you that I'm willing to spend my money on working yeah. with you and having your support in whatever way. Don't discount that. Just don't wait until you get the 10 people, which by the way, yes. is a number that you pulled out of your ass. That's a fake. That's mm-hmm. where did that number come from? You just said, you know what? I'm just feeling into 10 people. And like, yes, I know it's, it's intuitive. And like, we all like think about like how many people do I want to serve and how many people can I hold space for? But the reality is it's just a made up number. Yes. It doesn't mean anything if you hit it or not. So it's like, if three people have said, yes, appreciate those three people. If one person says yes, appreciate that person. They've, they've showed you that they believe in themselves and they believe in you and they trust themselves and they trust you that much that they're willing to go all in and invest um, time, money, energy. So it's like celebrate that and acknowledge that and find that as proof because I've seen it so many times where people go into like a launch or, you know, in this, in this circumstance, a launch of selling an offer and they're like waiting until they hit their Mm. they're 10 people or they're five people or whatever to celebrate. And I'm like, why aren't you celebrating every single person that comes in? Why aren't you celebrating the people that reach out and say, Oh my God, I'm interested. And then ghost you like, that's proof that it's working. You know, like every little piece is proof. So yeah, it's not just getting the 10 people. That's the proof. It's like, it's the, all the between in between bits, even the people that say no, you know? So, yeah. And it's like, Oh, who wants a business like that anyways, where you're not allowed to feel successful or enjoy yourself or celebrate or smile or feel happy or good about yourself until X, Y, Z happens. And then two seconds later, you're on to the next X, Y, Z. So it's like, what are we going to do? It's like, hate my life, hate my life, hate my life, hate my business, hate my business, hate my business, like it for 10 seconds. Hate, 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 (laughs) hate. Happy for uh-huh. 10 seconds here. And it's just like, it's a practice of allowing, yeah. right? Like we, we mm-hmm. create these like stories in our head. Like I'm not allowed to feel X, Y, Z until X, Y, Z happens. And it's like, what if we could allow ourselves to feel that now? Like, yes. I know it's just like, I feel that too. It's like such an That's exhale and it's, it's a practice. Like it's a, yeah. it's a practice to be the person who, isn't 
outsourcing your mood to Mm. certain Mm -hmm. things happening outside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And again, that's just a part of entrepreneurship is I think if you're in this because you need the instant gratification of like, I need the result now to feel worthy now and to feel successful now and to feel good about myself and to celebrate myself now, it's like, that's gonna, that's gonna hold you back. That's going to be an issue. And that was me early on in business was like, I need the client to be able to be like, I am good enough. But you know, when you train your brain, to think differently and to find those little things that are proof before the actual big result, that is when you get to be happy now and enjoy now and feel successful now, because that's a, that's a huge part of business is being, um, being happy and being proud and and feeling successful and feeling worthy in the in-between parts when the thing isn't here yet. And it's like you said with the the fiddle leaf fig. It's like if you've put the fiddle leaf fig in the water and you've got to wait eight weeks for it to for it to get the roots. Like when you lift it out of the water, like you're restarting it every time. And that's where a lot of people feel like, oh, it's like the clients are never coming, or the the ten k month or the twenty k month is never coming. And it's like if you stopped like fiddling with it and you stopped trying to like change this or change that or do this or do that or this is probably you know like people look for reasons why it's not working I'm like if you spent all that time looking for reasons why it is working instead of why it's not working it'd be working but because you're out here finding proof that it's not working of course it's not working your focus is on the wrong thing like where focus goes energy flows we know that so look the other way focus on what is working and more things will be working and then all of a sudden you've got a new fiddle leaf fig tree you know (laughs) I love it. I love how you said like stop fiddling with stuff because it just fits. Oh. <laughs> Metaphor is so perfect. No, no pun intended, but that was perfect. <laughs> I didn't oh even realize. Oh my god, so good. Yeah, and it's like also too. It's like if we're only like happy when we get the thing, it's like, well, what the fuck were we doing on the way to it? Like, were we not yeah. allowing ourselves to do it in a way that we enjoy, that feels good, that feels fun, that feels flowy? And it's like, yeah. what if every like every step of the process, every one, the second, the first person, the second person, the third, all the way up to the 10th person in your your example. Like what if Mm. every step of the process gets to be like juicy and exciting and amazing. And I think a huge part of that is allowing ourselves to be the person who believes it gets to be that easy and then isn't willing to like do like isn't operating from like doing things just because they think that's the thing that's going to get them the 10 clients. Cause if you're doing that, it's like, not only is that not really work so great, but then you're, you're, you put so much attachment to yeah the thing happening. And it's just like mm-hmm. the steps we feel called to take are the steps that get to work for us. And that allows us to create enjoyment yeah. in the process and enjoyment in the results. It's like, yeah, we get to want these like big wild things. Like I have so many like big like what people would call crazy dreams. And it's like, yeah, I want it. I desire that so much. And I get to have that. And it's like, I don't have to like disallow myself from enjoying my life and my business now. Yeah. It's like, if you were building a house and like, you were so excited, you were like, I'm going to be a homeowner. I'm going to build a house. I'm going to build it the way I want it. I'm so excited. It's going to be everything I dreamed of. And so like, you basically, as they were like getting the, you know, the foundations ready or like pouring the like concrete slab, you were like, oh, well, like it's not a full house yet. 
And so you don't celebrate it. Like, I feel like that's such an exciting thing when like, I mean, I haven't built a house, but the people across the road from me are building a house. <laughs> and like, I've been like watching, I'm like, oh my God, they're like pouring the concrete slab, like yelling out to oh, my fiance. So, so it's like, yay. And you know what I mean? Like people, they see the slab and they're like, oh, well, it's not, it's not the house yet. So I can't celebrate it. And then it's like the, the frames go up for the house and it's like, oh, I can't celebrate it yet. You know, then the plasterboards or the bricks go up and it's like, oh, well, like it's not a full house. I can't celebrate it yet. I don't live in it then it's like, when are you ever going to be happy? Like the roof goes on, the electricity goes in, the plumbing goes in. You get your brand new like bench tops in your kitchen and your dream bathroom. Oh no, it's not a full house. I'm not excited yet. Like as if, like if you're building a house, like you're excited when they bring in like the machinery just to like clear the land and like get it ready. Like you're like crying and like cheering over the fact that there's a concrete slab that's one day going to be your house. Like, you know what I mean? Like no one's saying... Oh, I just bought this block of land and I can't wait for it to be a house and I'll celebrate then. Like you're celebrating every way and business gets to be the same way. The yeah. fiddly fig, the building the house, the whatever it is. It's like, it's it all comes back to the fact that, yeah, you get to like live your best life and enjoy yourself and be happy in every moment. And like, we all have our moments, but like, you know what I mean? Be happy in every yeah. moment um, of the in-between because yeah, if you need those external things to happen for you to be happy, go get a day job because you get a paycheck every single week. You're guaranteed the same amount of hours. You know what I mean? Like if you need that type of um, routine and security and predictability, you probably need to be working in a day job because like entrepreneurship is one of the most like least predictable things that you could get yourself into. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of not predictable, how do you navigate the unpredictability? Mm. Um, how do I navigate it? Probably first I'll, it depends on what it is, but I might have like a mini breakdown. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I same it's, it's, I mean, it's just a part of business, right? It's a part of, yeah. I mean, it's just, we're human beings. We're allowed to feel it all. But I do think when, um, something unpredictable happens naturally as humans, like our, um, emotions or our bodies going to like, Oh shit, what's happening Um, especially if it's something unpredictable that is like not so great. If it's something unpredictable, that's great. Of course, you're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't predict this This is amazing. Mm. Like so excited. Um, So I feel like that's a whole different vibe. But when it's something that's unpredictable that you're like, oh shit, this is a curveball. This is like not what I expected. This is like testing me. It's like for me, getting myself out of my emotions. So usually I'll, I'll be in my emotions straight away. Um, and I allow myself to feel my emotions. I'm not just going to like sweep them under a rug. I think that's really important that we feel them in order to heal them. Right. So feel your emotions to heal your emotions, then give yourself space to be like, okay, like this is happening. Like, like how can I handle this right now? And how can I prevent it happening in the future? And then like, once I've handled it and, you know, set myself up to like prevent in the future. So I don't know, maybe it's a difficult situation with a client. It's like, let me deal with this. Let me handle this. I've got this. Be in my power. Ask for support from my mentors if I need it. And then I set myself up to prevent it in the future. But I always make sure that I look for a lesson or I look Mm. for like, like, why did this happen? Like, how did I get myself to this point? How can I avoid it in future? Like I said, but like, what is this teaching me? Like, there's got to be a lesson in this. I don't think that shit happens by, you know, pure coincidence. I think everything happens for a reason. So for me, if, if something unpredictable happens, that's like threw me a huge curveball, I'm going to be like, right. I never want that to happen again. What was the lesson? 
What did Mm. I need to learn? Or what did I just need to get better at embodying? Because sometimes it's not that we need to learn something. It's that we need to relearn it. So if it's like, say, boundaries is an easy example. It's like maybe you've implemented a boundary before, but then you dropped it because you got nervous because someone tried to like push the boundary a little bit. And so then, you know, the universe throws you a curveball and throws you another situation where you need to implement the same boundary. And so it's like, you're not learning something new. It's just you relearning that you need to be more confident and more firm and hold your boundary rather than dropping it the second that someone pushes back on it. So it's always like looking for the lesson, dealing with your emotions, allowing yourself to feel them and just, I mean, having, having the support, but also just having that, um, that self-belief of like, I've got this, I can handle this no matter what happens. I can, I can do this. I can get through this. Um, Cause yeah. that's, that's resilience really. And that's a huge part of entrepreneurship. So yeah and it's like the willingness to feel it and realize like oh I don't I don't die when I have experienced these like painful emotions you realize like you are the person who can handle it and it's like I feel like experiences like that are really like a gateway to like expanding our capacity to process emotions which I think directly correlates to expanding our capacity to receive because we're able to be more open to everything really <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and that's 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 just a part of of the process of of bringing in everything we desire is like we said this kind of goes full circle back to what we said in the beginning of like being willing to to do the work and that is that is a part of the work is like if you want to attract in the dream clients if you want to work less and earn more if you want to you know attract in more money and abundance and love and happiness and all those things it's like you've got to be willing to do the work and that's such a huge part of it so mm. yes. okay this has been so good okay this will be my last question also it's five 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 I love that um oh my God, not for so you good. but for me <laughs> <laughs> um anyways okay so my question is is there anything else on, well, I'll, I'll ask you about your social media and things like that. So maybe there's two more questions, but is there anything <laughs> else on your heart to share that we didn't talk about today? I feel like we covered so much. I feel like if I was to say um, anything else, it's like, you've just got to, especially for obviously the business owners um, listening, it's like, you've just got to like trust yourself the whole way through. Like the biggest lesson that I've learned in business is that self-trust really is everything and under self-trust is like, you know, self-belief, self-confidence, et cetera. But like, I think self-trust is something that a lot of people um, are looking for. And it ties in with what we've been talking about with like looking at our external results for validation and all that type of stuff. So I guess like if there was something else that I wanted to say, it's just like, you've got to practice more self-trust, more self-love, more self-confidence because really everything in business stems off of self and stems off of what's going on internally is going to affect, you know, what you bring in externally. So um, that's, that's a big lesson that I've had to learn. And that was from day one in full-time in business. I was like, whoa, I need to practice my self-trust. Um, and like, every time someone says to me, what's the biggest lesson you've learned? I'm like, you need more self-trust. Like, and I practice it every day. And every time I'm thrown a curveball and every time I have a mental breakdown and every time I have a win, you know, like even the celebration side of it, I'm like, I still need to practice that level of self-trust. And I think it's something that we just get better and better at, better at doing, but it's a 
part of the journey that we continue to do. So it's like be willing to do the work for the Mm. rest of your life because there's always going to be more work. Um, But yeah, trust yourself is a huge one. I love that. And I love that you, yeah, use the word practice again, like practice self-trust. It's not like, okay, like how am I going to like trust myself? It's like you practice like that's yeah. that's little it. by little little by little that's how it works yes oh so good okay let us know where we can find you work with you anything you want to share yay uh best place to come connect with me would be instagram so like I said, I'm on Instagram stories like every day. So it's probably the best way to get to see me and my dogs and my garden. I'm always outside if it's not raining. We're like just now in spring and about to go into summer. So I'm like, yes, good weather. So um, yeah, Instagram stories is I'm always on there. Um, links to work with me and all the things like private coaching, masterclasses, etc., are all in uh, my bio. And I also have my podcast, The Empowered CEO Show. It's very business-based. So if you like talking about money, clients, uh, personal development, mindset, strategy, et cetera, et cetera, um, there's lots on the podcast as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you everyone for listening. If you vibed with this episode, screenshot it, tag us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you and celebrate you. And yeah, just a reminder to everyone. I feel like the big message I received from this is like, go celebrate the concrete, like whatever the concrete is in your business right now, like with the house metaphor, like go Mm -hmm. celebrate the concrete. Yes. I love it. (laughs) All right. And we'll end it there. Thank you so much, Allie. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Magnetically You podcast. If this episode served you, I ask that you share it with someone who it could make a difference for or share it on social media and tag me at Magnetically You. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the magic. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. And I will see you in the next episode.